Okay. Good evening. Today we're learning Maseches Babakama, Daf Yud Zayin. And we're starting at the Mishnah, a little bit more than halfway down on Tez Zayin Amid Beis. This Mishnah we've already seen in other Marimakomos, another another blot over the past couple of weeks. And that is as follows. Mabain Tam Lemuad. Fundamental question, what are the differences between a docile animal and a dangerous animal, as we've been calling them? The word Ella does not belong here, according to the Tfusim Yashanim in the side, the word Ella should be removed. The answer is, Atam is paid from the animal itself. And a Muad, an animal, if I am the Mazik, I'm the owner of the, of the animal that's, uh, that's Muad, and I let my animal, I didn't do proper shmir, my animal hurts your, your animal, I have to pay you minho aliyah, says the Gemara, my, my aliyah, what does it mean aliyah? Says the Gemara, from the best of the best, your uh, idis, as we've been calling it in our Masechta, the finest of your properties. So says the Gemara, we're going to bring a text proof from a very odd place. And the Gemara says, We have a Pasuk in Sefer Dibre Hayyamim. The Pasuk says, uh, He died, and he was buried in the great of the, the burial chambers of the Bnei David. What does the word Bimala in that Pasuk mean? He was buried with the finest, with the best of the Mishpacha. Who is that? Uman Ninhu, says the Gemara, David Ushlomo. That Chizkiyah was buried, that good historical fact. It's a good, uh, if you ever play Trivial Pursuit Jewish version, this would be a fantastic question. Who was buried next to David and Shlomo? And Lahora, the answer is going to be Chizkiyah. They were the Meula Shebe uh, Mishpacha. So what do we see from here? We see that the word ma'ale, it's, it's, I don't know, it just strikes me. Uh, why do we need this? I don't know. I, I'm sure that we've shown them deal with this, but like, I I know what the word ma'ale means. And I can think of other Mari Makomos, a Korban Ola, about that. I don't, I don't know if there are a hundred things that have the same Shoresh. I don't know why the Gemara goes to left field to and also from Nevi'im, no less. Nevertheless, the Gemara brings a Mari Makom that the word ma'ale means of the finest, from a place that we might not have ever thought, which is the burial plot for Chizkiyahu. And the Gemara continues on this topic, by Peru, they actually did bury him, David. he was uh, in a place that was dug out in Ir David, that's where David is buried, I've been to his cavern there, I'm sure many of you have been there as well, there's a burial uh, spot somewhere in the annals of Ir David, um, and they buried Chizkiyahu in a place that was filled with Bisamim Vizanim. These words are a little cryptic. Now we're totally off the reservation. We're no longer talking about... We, we went from the Dakus uh, of Tam and Muad to, to what the burial plot smelled like. It's like a fascinating uh, run of events. So asks the Gemara, two-thirds of the way down, my Bisamim Vizanim. What does it mean that it was Bissamim Bizanim? So says the Gemara answer number one, Rebelazar Marzini Zini. Rashi explains that Zini Zini means that it smelled very good. They had a lot of good spices there. And then the next one's not quite as good. It was some type of uh, smell that had a, an aphrodisiac type of effect on a person and it would cause them to, to do uh, things that were inappropriate. Then the Gemara continues with a Pasuk. This Pasuk, the Gemara says on the side, is from Yirmiyahu. 
that uh, Yermio says that they tried to trap him. That they thought that perhaps Yermio had been with a zona, with a prostitute. It wasn't a prostitute, it was another man's wife. Quite a big difference. Says the Gemara, I could understand why you could say that perhaps Yermio had been with a zona because of the wording of the Pasuk. The Pasuk that we quoted a couple lines ago was, was Kikaru Shucha. And what do we see over here? Same exact language. That the word Shucha is connected to the word Zona. So that makes sense. Why then, if it was Eish then we have the wrong word in the Pasuk. It shouldn't have said Kikaru Shucha. The Gemara says, that's not a good argument. Atu Just because a woman's married, doesn't mean she isn't a Zona too. A woman can A woman can check two boxes at the same time. She might be a woman who is halachically married, but she's very promiscuous. So she is wearing two caps. She is an ashes ish, and she's a zona. Very good. So the Gemara says, Mi zona. Just because you get married doesn't make you more. I mean, I hope it should. <laughs> you shouldn't get married unless you're appropriate. But if you're inappropriate before you get married and you're inappropriate after you get married, you're still a zona. Nothing changed. So the Gemara says that the Pasuk is still a mashma that way. Says the Gemara, another question. I could understand, says the Gemara, as to why perhaps the Pasuk was hinting to a concern that the people had about Yirmiyahu, that perhaps he was involved with an Eishas Ish. I know that's what the Pasuk means when it says, uh, which talks about death. And we know that sleeping with an Eishas Ish is punishable by death. So that's why the Pasuk says, Lamus. that makes sense. Why does the Pasuk say, in regards to a zona, if a man is intimate with a zona, it's an Isra Doraisa on many levels, multiple Isurim at different phases of the intimacy, for sure, no doubt, no doubt. But you're not Chayv Misa for it, you're Chayv Malkus for it. So then, why would the Pasuk then say, Lamusa, the Gemara says, that they actually took Yermio and they threw him into a pit of sorts. I'm imagining like a quicksand kind of a thing where he has a hard time getting out and that would have led to his death, even though it wasn't deserving halachically because of Zimus, whatever the case may be. There's a whole Torah here about the Chorban Beis Mikdash. He had just given the Nevoah that uh, the Beis Mikdash, not good, not good. Six lines from the bottom, the Gemara continues, Darash Rava, the, the, the Agarata continues, Rava says, what does the Pasuk mean? This Pasuk is uh, also from Yermio. The Pasuk says, what does this mean? Yermio says to Hashem, if bad people, even when they're doing righteous things, direct them, misguide them so that that which they give goes to the wrong person. That's, uh, that's, uh, those are, those are rough political times. Those are rough political times for, uh, for a Navi. Um, what does the Pasuk mean when it says, so that they did an honor for him in death? Oh, I skipped a line, didn't I? Nope. That when he died, that they actually um, had a yeshiva. It was a temporary yeshiva, maybe like in a tent. They had him learning there, al-kivro, right next to or on top of his kever. It seems on top of his kever. Can a mamish be on top of his kever? Tumas ohel. Uh, you got kohanim in the room. Does a mamish mean al-kivro? Maybe there's no kohanim. Maybe the kever is buried in a way where there's tefach golel. There's a tefach of space between the mace and the top of the body. So all the tumas contained. It's uh, whatever the answer is. I, that's all you got to see. The Rishonim here. 
And says the Gemara, one way or the other, Pligibar of Nasan, Virabbanam Khadam or Shlosha, that it was there for three days, top of Yudzayan, but Aleph Khadam or Shiva, that the Yeshiva was there for, for seven days. And then the Gemara says, really, it was even longer, Ramir Lashloshim, that it was there for 30 days. Tanu Rabbanan, this Pasuk as well, not only in regards to, uh, or now we're going to go back to, uh, to Chizkiyot, the Pasuk says, they did an honor from Zechizkiyot, Melech Huda. When Chizkiyot died, what happened? She yatsu lafan of Shloshim Vishisha Elef, Chalutze Katef. There were 36,000 people that had their shoulders revealed. What does it mean they had their shoulders revealed? They were tearing Kriya. So we have this din Allah Chalamai. So we got Rachman al-Latlan, if a person's Rebbe, Muvhag, dies or Chayv to tear Kriya. The God Lador dies or Chayv to tear Kriya. So that should have been the case by Rav Chaim Kanievsky, that people would tear Kriya, not on the left side. We only tear on the left side for a parent, Rachman al-Latlan, but we, we tear for all other Kriyas on the right side. When I tore Kriya for my brother, right side. When a person tears Kriya for a parent, left side. Doctors who are present um, at, uh, let's say, doctors and emergency room physician who sees patients die all the time. So really, according to some postcom, they should have a little tear, like a little mashu at the bottom of their, uh, so they'll take like a scalpel, do a little tear, and they'll do a little thing on there. So you should always be by Tzias Neshama. If you're present by Tzias Neshama, some postcom write that that's what you should do. That's considered appropriate. By Chizkiyo, 36,000 people had their shoulder revealed. There were 36,000 people at his funeral. four lines was no tzaddik, and he also had 36,000 people by his levaya. As we have seen from today's climate, there are people who are horrendous human beings who are being praised. <laughs> so, so he also had 36,000 people in Nunu. So says the Gemara, you're right. Except that by Chizkiyo, they took a Sefer Torah out of the Aaron Kodesh. They brought it to where Chizkiyahu was and they put it on his bed. Four words that could not be more poignant. And they say that uh, this one, Chizkiyo, in his lifetime, he was sorry, it's five words. That he was able to fulfill every single din, every shach, every taz, even before the shach and the taz existed. He was able to fulfill halacha accordingly. Says the Gemara, big deal. We do that today too. It's not just a din by Chizkiah. Says the Gemara, that's not true. Today we're only afuke mafkinan. We take out the Torah, but but we don't place the Sefer Torah on the on the bed of a mace that we no longer do. Says the Gemara that maybe that's not even true. Same, ten lines down. Perhaps not only do we take out the Torah, but we also put it down on the bed of a mace. However, but we don't say that phrase of we don't give the accolade of he who just passed away was able to fulfill all that was in the Torah too much that was limited for Chizkiah. Uh, everybody makes mistakes. There are no longer any people in the world who are righteous, which is a little sad. I'm sure there are Lamed Vavniks, I have no doubt, the most righteous among us, but uh, I, I don't know that any of us are uh, are, are uh, free of sin. The Gemara says, I think there are only six people, Binyamin, so who was that? Who else was in the list? Yeah, what was it? Yishai. Who else? Anybody remember the others? I don't remember that. Where was that Gemara? We definitely learned it here uh, a long time ago. No. I don't know. Maybe um, Gilad? I, was, uh, I don't know. The father of David, the son of David. Yishai. David ben Yishai. Which son of David? Shlomo. The Gemara is a debate by it. No, that was by David. That was by David and Bathsheba. There was a machlok. Oh, so. Anyway, right. 
Correct. Just by there. Even in the Navi, the Pashtas there is not simple because his son died. That son died. Yeah. Anyways, I don't know. But Lamaisa, um, we don't say this about anybody other than Chizkiah, this line about Kayim Zeh, Mashakasubazin. Amarabba Babrachanam Haba Azilna uh he went to go ask a shalat of Yochanan, the Mishal Shmaitza, to ask him about a sugi, while he was walking to the bathroom. You know those guys who chase the Rabbeim to ask shalat while they're walking into the bathroom. Give him some space, you know. All right, so he's walking. Uh, Rav Yochanan goes into the bathroom. Right when he gets out of the bathroom, he was polite enough to wait outside. And then when he gets out, he asks for, uh, he asks him the shalat. And Rav Yochanan didn't answer right away. He wouldn't respond to him. He had to wash his hands. Pashut. And then he put on his tefillin, and then he made a bracha. So it wasn't so, I presume the last bracha is Asher Yatsar, because it says, and then but that's not how we put on tefillin. So it has to be that, I presume that Mavarich has to be Asher Yatsar. I'm just guessing from the, I didn't look into this. I'm just assuming from the flow of the Gemara. Seems that way. Uh, just on this note, gorgeous piece of Gemara and a gorgeous Misa happened today. I did a bris today for a totally secular, I had to tell the one to say amen, kind of a crew, you know. And this guy, the wife, the sister-in-law of the father, the baby came over, he's like, by the way, um, do you know how to put on tefillin? And I'm like, yeah, everybody knows how to put on tefillin. He said, well, the father of the baby believes he's only put on tefillin one time in his life, on a birthright trip when he was 18. Would you please help him to put on a pair of tefillin? So they had no keepers in the house. I have this video on my phone. I'll show you later. I gave him my keeper. I was wearing a Michigan hat with my suit. Tie. I'm like, somebody had, I happened to have had it in my car, but somebody had in the house. I had a little problem because he was a lefty and the tefillin were tefillin for the rest. So you put him on upside down so the knot is on the inside. He got a little bit of a weird experience with the deal. Uh, he doesn't ever remember saying Shema. He said Shema with me. They're quite as beautiful. Wow. Beautiful. And I said to him, I said, you've done two, maybe even three. Your Shema is really not on this mano, but you've done a bunch of massive mitzvahs today. This is the day. You got to get yourself a pair and make a habit out of it. It was beautiful. It's beautiful. But the funniest part of the video is I'm sitting there like focused with my, the hat was on backwards. Got big M on the back of the hat. He's wearing my keep on a pair to fill in upside down. It looked like a scene from a comic strip. The whole thing was, but the mice, it was beautiful. The Pintalayid is talking. He wanted to put on tefillin. It was beautiful. So here, Rav Yochanan wouldn't answer until he had his tefillin back on. Umavarich Lechora, again, that was him saying Asher Yotzar. And the Gemara says, Vahadar Amarlan. And then Rabbi Yochanan, what did he say? Third of the way down, Yudzayan Meral, he said, Afilu Kayim Amrina. You can even say Kayim nowadays. If you have a real big tzaddik, you can say the same Kayim that Chizkiah got, that this dead person kept that Torah. You're allowed to say that for someone today as long as they're a big tzaddik. But, Limeid Lo Amrina. But the Lime, the fact that you were a Rebbe, a teacher, that you're not allowed to say. That's only for, for Spitz people. That's only for the elite. And the Gemara says, wait one second. I understand there are other Girsos here. I have Shah Talmud. I have Gadol Talmud Torah, Shah Talmud Maisa. Other Girsos, anybody? Yes. Gadol Limud. So in the Shir that I listened to earlier today, it was also Gadol Limud. Uh, but here, that's not what the Gemara says. It's uh, the Gemara says that learning Torah, Gadol Talmud Torah, Shat Talmud Mevili De Maisa Lachora. What's the ikker here? The learning brings you to do a Maisa. So why would you say that Limeid is better than Kayim? Because the Maisa, the Maisa is the best thing to do. 
There's a midrashim like that. A Kodesh Baruch Hu says, please, forget me. Just please keep my Torah. It's good for your neshama. It's good for you. I say this to people all the time. Like, whether or not you chap why it's important to do X doesn't mean it isn't important to do X even while you're trying to figure things out. Kodesh Baruch Hu's wisdom is a little bit beyond us. Ah, Kodesh Baruch Hu says, I don't want you to look at this. I don't want you to eat that. I don't want you to... As if, well, well, why? Doesn't matter why. It doesn't doesn't the mechanics. Well, why why should I take time? Because it works. Just to you think you're gonna work on the path, just let it be. A Kodesh Baruch who knows what he's talking about. So the Gemara says that the Maisim are the Iker. So if the Maisim are the Iker, so why are you telling me Limate is better? That was the implication of the Gemara. Lokasha, Hale Mikmar, Hale Agmure. There is taka a difference between the Mikmar and uh Le Agmure. Rashi, 15 lines down, dear Muslim Mikmar, Laatzmo, my Saadif. When it comes to you yourself, you're right. Actions are key. But if you have the opportunity to teach others, it's better than Misa. Because that was the highest, highest level. So now we have a pecking order. We have Lime being the highest level of an accolade you can give. Under that was Kayin, that he kept, kept all of Halacha. Amar of Yochanan, Nishun, Rav Shimon ben Yochai. What does the Pasuk mean when it says, The Pasuk on its face is uh, not so simple. Those who are happy, those who are planted, on the water, who sent out those who are says the Gemara, what's Pshat in the Pasuk? Halfway down, Anyone who's involved in Torah and in Gemilus Chasadim, Zochel and Nachalas Shnei Shvatim, you will inherit. Uh, you will inherit the inheritance. You will merit the inheritance of two Shvatim Shnei Emar. When the pasuk says Ashrechem Zore, how do we know that this is true? Ashrechem Zore, what does that mean? Vein Zriyal Tzedaka to do righteousness Shnei Emar Zirulachem Tzedaka VeKatzul Fichasad. You should plant doing righteousness and harvest doing acts of kindness. Vein Maim Elatora. We know, of course, famously that water is compared. To Torah, or I should say, Torah is compared to water. And what does it mean that you're going to merit two shvatim? So this says two different approaches. There's two different approaches. One is the kila ki Yosef. You'll be you'll merit the kila the same uh, a praise like Yosef got. What kind of praise did Yosef get? Ben Poras Yosef The young girls would stand up on uh, on a bench above the wall to be able to see Yosef. I don't know why that's considered covered. It can't be just the aesthetics. That doesn't make sense. That's not uh, the Torah way. It's got to be that there's another level, deeper level of cover here. And uh, and the, the Targum on Yisachar Chamor Garam is actually very positive. Take a look at Rashi. Three lines before the end of the parak. Rashi says Chamor Garam. What is it that was being praised in this Pasuk? Metargumin Atir Benichsen. Tough and shin are interchangeable in Aramaic. Ashir benichsin. He was wealthy with property. So Yisachar Chamor Garam, that is one of the two Nachalas Shnei Shvatim that you're going to have. So you'll have the covet of Yosef and you'll have the wealth of Yisachar. And he said, Amrei, that it was a little different. Oyevav noflan lifne lefanov ki Yosef. Your enemies will fall before you like Yosef. And Bezachar the Bina ki Yisachar, you will merit the wisdom. The understanding that whatever the case may be, that if a person is osek in Torah and in gemilus chasadim, then you will be zochel and nachalas shnei shvatim, either kavod and uh, and wealth. That was approach number one, 
or that your enemies will fall before you and bina. Those are, that's approach number two. Hadron Allah Harba Avos Baruch Hashem. We finished the first parak of Maseches Babakama, the first parak of the Bavos. As we know, it's really not the Masechda properly. It's actually called Maseches Nazikin. It's just truncated into three things Babakama, Baba Metzia, Baba Basra. And we have finished the first parak of the first of the Bavos. He wrote something we should come back to this daf in seven and a half years. It says the Gemara, 10 lines from the bottom at a new Mishnah. The Mishnah says, We've actually seen this before in other frames, uh, but we're going to analyze it a little bit more deeply. This parak that we're about to learn, certainly in the very beginning, has a lot of very technical but very important pieces, kind of Shas concepts, as we'll soon see. Um, some that we've seen already and some that we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna learn new. So Kate's had a regular this. How is it that the legs of an animal could be muad? Because we know that an animal walks and breaks things all the time. That's what the Gemara says. When a cow is walking and it steps on a little piece of pottery, it has no idea what it did. It didn't know the pottery was there. He didn't know he stepped on it. He didn't know he broke it. He didn't know whose it was. And that's why he's muad uh, from the beginning. And then the next line sounds very similar as well. And we're going to ask on this in the Mishnah. That a behema is muad to walk in its regular way, to break things. Sound, sounds extremely similar to the previous case. We will ask why we have both of these languages. But let's say the animal kicks it up a notch. He's no longer walking regularly, but rather, he's kicking, or as he's walking, when he steps on the edge of a stone, it kicks up and then it goes to break something. And then, if either he kicks or he kicks up a rock and the rock breaks something, then he pays chatzinezek, as we spoke about yesterday. Chatzinezek Tsuroro says, that it's only considered to be chatzinezek. Let's continue in the Mishnah. Darsa al hakli. Let's say that the animal steps on a regular kli, which he's muad to do. Vishavarto, and it breaks. And vinafal al kli vishavro. So I step on kli number one, not I. The cow steps on kli number one. A shard of the pottery kicks up and breaks another kli. So what do we consider that? So the Gemara says, Alarishon on the first one, Mishalem Nezek Shalem, because you're muad to do that. And and on the second one, you're going to be Mishalim Chatzinezek because all of that is together Tsuroros of that secondary type of injury, of damage. Two lines from the bottom as we end this page and this Mishnah. And when you have chickens, they are completely chaotic animals. They're walking, they're moving, they're constantly kicking things and breaking things. The bigger they are, the harder they fall. But they break things all the time. So they're muad out of the gate. Shall be chayv nezek shalim for any of the damages that they may do. Hayadilil kashur biraglav. If there was something that was tied to the leg of the chicken, or it was behaving in a weird way. Rashi says that mahades, four lines from the bottom of the Rashi's, it's mirakate. If the animal is dancing. Now, I don't think that Rashi means dancing in a classical way. I think it means like if it's kind of running around in an atypical way for this chicken, and then it causes damage, the Gemara says, Mishalem Chatzinezek, here too, this is similar to the world of Chatzinezek Tsuroros. That turns us to the top of Yudzayin Amid Beis. We'll be stopping three-fourths of the way down, about eight lines into the wide lines of the two dots. That's where we're going to be stopping, then we'll pick up tomorrow. Right now, we're at the top line of Yudzayin Amid Beis, and we're going to ask a question that I've already foreshadowed, which is a question between the first two lines of the Mishnah. Line number one of our Mishnah said, Regal is muad to walk, and line two says, a behemoth is muad to walk. 
So asks the Gemara, Amale Ravina the Rabba Hainu Regal Hainu Behema. Those two lines are exactly the same thing. What am I why are you teaching these two things? They're both the same. The Gemara responds, Amarle, no, Tan Avos Vikatani told us. The first case of Regel is the Av. The second case in our Mishnah, when it says Behema, is talking about Toldos. Says the Gemara, if that's true, Elameata, Seifa, what about the end? Dekatani, what does it say in the Seifa? This Seifa can be found on Yud Testament base. We'll get there shortly. There it says, Hashain Mu'edes and Abehema Mu'edes. My Avos and my Toldos Ika. Those two things are not the same. The Shane is its own Av. And what do you mean by Behema? They're both Mu'ad? So you're saying they're both Av and they're both Toldos? So it says the Gemara, in a little bit of a joking manner, uh, that Rava kind of gave a little bit of a, of a joking comment back to, to Ravina. He says, I answered the first one. It's time for you to answer one. A little playful. And the Maisa, the Gemara says, Why is it that in this second Brisa, which is located three lines down and really located on your Testament base, why is it that we say, Hashem Mu'edes and Abahema Mu'edes, Amaravashi, we're not talking about avos and toldos. We're talking about two different avos. One that applies by a chaya, by smaller animals, and one that applies by a behema, that is larger animals. We're not talking about avos and toldos in the Mishnah and New Testament base. We're talking about shte avos, but two different aspects of animals. Shane by a chaya and shein by a behema. And Salka Daita Chamino, we actually need to teach both dinim, the din of shein by a chai and shein by a behema. Because I might have thought that Vishilach has be'iro, be'iro is a reference to larger animals, see, behema in chayalo. I might have thought that the din of shein only applied by a behema, a larger animal, kamashmon, the chai bechlal behema, that we even apply the dinim of shein by a small animal, and that answers up perfectly, perfectly well. Yahi says the Gemara, if what you're saying is that the Gemara on the third line and uh, its roots are in your testament base that Hashem Mu'edes and Abahema Mu'edes, one's talking about a Chaya and one's talking about a Behema, we should have taught the case of Behema first because we said that a Chaya is Bechlal Behema. We should have said a Behema has an Av of Shein and guess what? So does a Chaya. So why is it that the order was written first, the Shein of the Chaya, followed by the Shein of the Behema? The Gemara gives an answer like we've seen numerous times in Shas. When we have to learn something out from a drasha, it's not explicit in Chumash, and we have to learn it out from a, from a drasha, that's more Chaviv. When something's explicit in Chumash, it's less Chaviv. Why? Ayin in the Rishonim. But the Gemara says that that's why we had the Shein de Chaya first. We wanted the case of Chaya first because that had to be learned out from a drasha. Uh, that was learned out from Vishilach as Beiro a couple of lines ago. That's why it goes first. So says the Gemara, Yahi, if that's true, in the Resha also, namely in our Mishnah, what should it have said? It should have said the Tolda first. If you look back in our Mishnah, the way we answered up our Mishnah is we said that the first line of the Mishnah was Haregel Mu'edes. We said that was talking about an Av. And then we said the second line is not explicit in Chumash. It's a Tolda HaBehema. So if you're saying that whichever is learned out in a drush is chaviva, so then why in our Mishnah didn't Behema go first? Because it wasn't explicit in Chumash. 
The Gemara says, that's not a good question. We're about 12 lines down on your Zayinam at Bez. Says the Gemara, you can't even bother asking this question. It makes no sense. Hasam, the Mishnah that we have on the third line and on your Testament Bez, it's Edivi Avos Nenhu and Hachda Asile Midrasha Chavivale. Both of them are in the same genre of Avos. And the one that's learned out from Midrasha, that's the one that goes first. That's why Shane goes first in the Mishnah on your Testament Bez. However, Hacha, when we're talking about our Mishnah, where they're not both Avos, but rather one is an Av and one is a Tolda, Hacha, Shavik Av, the Tani Tolda. You're going to take Regal, which is an Av, and you're going to switch it out for the Tolda. That's totally not appropriate. And therefore, that's why our Mishnah is in the order in which it is in Av first, Tolda second. The Gemara says a quarter of the way down, maybe a little bit more, maybe there's another answer, that the reason why our Mishnah at the beginning of this parak begins the way that it does is because I did the Salik Meregel, Pasach Beregel, that perhaps the reason why our Mishnah uh, at the open of the parak on Yudzayinam started out with Ketzad Regel is because that's what our previous parak was talking about when we closed out the parak. And that's what the Gemara says is to the reason is is the reason why our Mishnah opens with Regal. That brings us to the Tanu Rabbana on a third of the way down in Yudzayin and Aleph. The Gemara says Tanu Rabbana Behema Muedes Lechol Kedarka Ulashaber. This is a new brisa. Um, it's very common in in Shas to find brisas Toseftas and Midrashay Chazal that look like our Mishnah, very, very similar, so that we can compare and contrast them. In fact, in very, very early manuscripts of the Gemara, well before what we have, which is the Warsaw layout of the Gemara, with the Gemara on the side, Rashi on the insides, and Tos on the outside, there's a very old manuscript from, I think it's from the 1500s, where um, the manuscripts from the 1500s, but the text was even older, where there was no Shak Levitari in the Gemara at all. It was our Mishnah, a Tosefta, a Brisa, and that was it. So I, I can show you a copy. This is fascinating as to how the Gemara developed over the years. Nevertheless, this Brisa is brought over here as a contrast to our Mishnah. It says, that when a Behema walks, it's Mu'ad to damage things, and you'd be Chayv and Nezek Shalom. Ketzad, what's the case? Let's say a Behema walks in. I, I own this Behema. And it walks into your yard, and it breaks something with its body. Its body walks past your fence and breaks your fence. Its hair, uh, the mane of the animal, gets stuck and drags and breaks something. Or with the saddle that's on the animal, or with the packages that are on the animal, or with that uh, piece that's in its mouth, that metal piece that breaks things, or with a bell that's on its neck, or a donkey, which carries known to carry a lot of packages on its side, sides. In all of these cases, the animal is considered muad to behave that way. It's not even behavior. It's just the way he walks. Therefore, because he's muad, mishalem nezek shalim. Says the Gemara, seemingly out of complete left field, Sumchus argues on the Tanakama and says, yeah, but Omer Tzroros, he says, when it comes to Tzroros, or a pig that was digging around in the garbage and caused damage, thank you very much. We were not talking about what you're talking about. The Tanakama was talking about a case of an animal with either its body breaking something, its hair, uh, the saddle, the packages, 
Why are you talking about Soros? Why are you talking about a pig? Not only that, Hizik, Pshita. Of course, if you are Mazik, you're going to be Chayav Nezik Shalim. Thank you, Sumchus. What are you adding? Elaema, you're right. What Sumchus is adding is a couple of things. Hitis Vihizik. We're not talking about direct damage. We're talking about indirect damage. That's when the animal steps on a rock. The rock kicks out from under its uh, its hoof, and then that flying rock breaks something. There, Mishalim Nezik Shalim. So says the Gemara, okay, I hear you, but the flow of Sumchus in this Brisa doesn't make any sense. Tsuroros Mandikar Shmei, who was talking about rocks? If you look back at the Tanu Rabbanan a third of the way down and look at the Tanakama, you'll read the Tanakama, you'll see that it wasn't talking about anything with rocks. And then what did Sumchus say? Sumchus Amr Tsuroros. So the Gemara says, Mandikar Shmei, who in the world was talking about rocks? And the Gemara says, you're 100% right. We're just about exactly halfway down on Yud Zayin Amit Beis. Another uh, third of the page to go. Says the Gemara, Chasure Mechzer Tana, you're 100% right. There is something that's missing from the Tanakama Shita. Let's drill in. What is the Tanakama talking about? Tzeroros Ki Orchaihu Chatzinezek. When rocks are kicked up in their normal way, that's Chatzinezek. Because it's just normal. That's Orchaihu. These parts were missing from the Tanakhama. Now they're added in. If you have a pig that's digging around in the garbage, garbage, and something that the pig does causes for something to shoot out of the garbage and it breaks something else, here Sumchus argues. Sumchus Omer, no. And Sumchus about Chatsi Nezek and Nezek Shalim by Tzeroros. The Gemara is now going to give a whole host of cases where Sumchus argues on the Tanakama. Tanu Rabbanan, three lines before the wide lines on Yud Zayin Amaralim. Tarnagolan, there were chickens. They were flying from place to place. As they were flying, their wing directly hit something, direct contact, wing to item, and it broke something. The din is Mishalman Nezek Shalim. That's direct contact. That's a normal way. That's Orchaihu for a Tarnagol. It's considered Muad. And therefore, the halacha is that he's Chayav Nezek Shalim. Says the Gemara. But listen to this. Let's say that a bird damages something with the wind that's created by the, the swoop of their wing. So the animal takes its wing and swoops down, and then it breaks something. Says the Gemara, last of the short lines, that's That's indirect. And by the way, big birds, wow, they create a lot of lift with their wings. You talk about um, these massive birds, like the, they're birds that fly 200 miles an hour. The peregrine falcon can free fall at over 200 miles an hour controlled to attack prey. They are moving. That is not a normal speed for, I think it's the fastest animal in the world, actually. It's not normal what they do. When you're talking about their wings flapping, there's a lot of air. That air, when it causes damage, it's indirect. It's like Tsiroros. Says the Gemara first of the long lines, no, Sumchus argues. Sumchus Omer Nezek Shalim. And similarly, Tanya Idach, the Gemara says, in a Brisa, Tarnagolan Shahayu Mehadsen, you have these... Uh, Tarnagolan that were jumping around, Algabe Isa on top of dough, Algabe Paris on fruits, Vitinfu. And they made all of the fruits dirty with their gross bodies. Oh, oh Nikru, or they were picking at the fruits. You could imagine uh, sometimes when you go to the store, you're picking out apples. You see the apple that's got the little hole in it. 
Birds can do that with their beaks. So the Gemara says in such a case, that's direct, that's uh, that's regular damage, that's muad. And therefore the din is mishalma nezek shalim. However, helu afar o tsuroros, let's say that they, through their movements, they carried dust up or they carried rocks up. Mishalman chati nezek, that's the Tanakama. And as we would expect, sumchus omer, nezek shalim, I disagree. That is considered nezek shalim. However, this next price, Tanya Idach, is actually like the sheet of the Rabbanon, because for some reason, Sumchus doesn't argue. For three lines into the wide lines, two-thirds of the way down, Tanya Idach, the Brisa writes, Tarnagol, there's a chicken, Shahaya Mafrich Mimakom Lamakom, it was flying from place to place. The Yatisa Ruach Mitachas Kanfav, the wind from under its wing, uh, billows out. The Shibra Es Hakelim, and breaks things. Mishalim Chati Nezek. Where's Sumchus? So the Gemara says, Stamakirabanan. We found a Marimakum that supports the sheet of the Rabbanan that really it is Khatinezik when we talk about Sororos. Omar Rava, Rava just analyzes this odd Shita that we have. Bishlama Sumchus, I understand the sheet of Sumchus when it comes to Tsuroros. According to Sumchus, the reason why you have to pay Nezik Shalim is Kasavar Koho Kigufo Dami. Sumchus holds that if you cause something to happen, even if it's indirect, but you're the cause. And because you're the cause, you have to pay Nezek Shalim. That makes sense. Ela Rabbanon, but according to the Rabbanon who hold it, it's Chati Nezek. That's difficult. Because Ike Gufo Dami, if you want to say that really that indirect action is also Gufo, that the wing, when it touches something, it's Muad. And also the wind of that wing, which breaks something, should be Muad. Then kule but nezek boy l'shalim. Then you should be no different than simchus that it should be nezek shalim. The ilav kigufo dami. And if you, the rabbanan who hold that tsuroros is chazi nezek, if you hold that really that gufo is your kocho is not gufo, that your indirect actions really are not the same, then chazi nezek nami lo l'shalim. Then you shouldn't have to pay anything at all. Why is chazi nezek? Why is chazi nezek the payment of tsuroros according to the rabbanan? The Gemara says, and with this we'll close, Hadar Amarava, Le'olam really kigufo dami. Really, that really the Rabbanon agreed to Sumchus in principle that gufo, that kocho is gufo. What's the line here? That Le'olam kigufo dami, that kocho is kigufo. The wind that is generated by the wing is no different than the wing. But here, the chati nezek tsuroros the reason why the Rabbanon hold that chati nezek tsuroros, that when we deal with an indirect damage, the reason why it's chati nezek is not because of any svaro. It's not because of any logic. It's because it's halacha lemosh misinai. Of course, we know there's a list of some 30 odd halachos lemosh misinai throughout Tanakh, throughout Shas, excuse me. And these were told directly to Moshe. We know them by Mesorah. They're listed here in the Gemara. There actually is a, a collected list of all the halachos lemosh misinai. Um, this is one of them that Chatzinezek is Troros, and that's why it is Chatzinezek. We'll stop right here. Mirza Shem will pick up tomorrow night with Dab Ches. Wishing you all a beautiful night. Housekeeping note, uh, we will be live on Wednesday, but not in person. Same time, just on Zoom.